turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. This is Simply for Women, a place for that mom who knows the chaos of life, the daughter who faces the challenges of the day, and for those women who want to deepen their faith. God invites us to take Him off our to-do list and to simply be, to simply be with Him. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. Jennifer here. You know, you couldn't see my red cape, but I want you today to put on your imaginary red super cape. This is your super prayer cape. And so I had this long red cape on because it's it's a mental image. It's a picture that you can carry with you everywhere you go that God is covering you, that your prayers are covering your life. They're going with you. So just put it on right now. You have a cape of prayer on and it's red. Why is it red? Because you are covered in the blood of Jesus. And it's nothing you could do. It's not the beautiful words you might say or the perfect prayer. No, it's just because of God, you can go before him throughout the day again and again and again in your super prayer cape and pray. And as we pray, we see God move. We see God answer. You know, I was just praying with Vince uh, and we saw God move even today because he heard us and we are waiting for those answers to prayer. So prayer covers your life, covers everything you do. And I love what we talked about that you are God's coworker, ambassador and friend. So imagine that you are actually his representative. So everywhere you go, you are representing God and your prayers are part of partnering with him. Can you can you believe it? God calls us friends. He wants to partner together. He wants to see us do great things together. It's hard to imagine. You know, I, I loved the verse, 1 Corinthians 3, 9, for we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field. You are God's building. So everywhere you go, he's working in you. He's working through you. And prayer is one of the ways that you get it out, that you proclaim all that he wants to do, all that he is doing, all that he's going to do. So I hope you will enjoy this message today on when to pray. Here we go. All right, no matter what you're doing, no matter what hill you're climbing, no matter where you're stumbling, don't take your cape off. Sometimes you don't even know what to pray, do you, in a crisis? But pray anyway. Just say what's on your heart or in a difficulty. You know, in Acts 27, the Apostle Paul, he was a great man of prayer and fasting and faith, wasn't he? And Paul, he said in Corinthians, I pray in the Spirit more than all of you. He prayed all the time. But Paul, he's a prisoner in Acts 27. He has been, he's, he's Roman, and he's on his way to Rome to testify before Caesar because he wants to, to be free. But they put him on a ship with 276 people. 
and most of them are prisoners, and there are evil people on the ship. And so at the beginning of the ship ride to Rome, Italy, Paul says, uh, guys, I don't, we need to take a different course because it's pretty stormy out there. Well, some of the evil men on the ship said, no, they wouldn't listen to him. They wouldn't listen to him, so they ignored him. They didn't eat. The men didn't eat. They were fasting. It's been two weeks in a storm on his way to Rome. And then a nor'easter came. That's a hurricane from the north, from the cold part of the water. A hurricane comes. So what does Paul do? Paul stands up and he says, okay, guys, scared yet? (laughs) You wouldn't listen to me for two weeks. You wouldn't listen to me. They would not listen to Paul's wisdom. And now they are in a crisis. And Paul says, this is what we're going to do. We're going to eat. You're going to eat all you want. And he broke bread and he said, God, I thank you that we have this food. He invited God into that ship in a crisis. I bet he, he might have not known exactly what to say, but he had his cape on and he said, we're going to break bread, we're going to eat, we're going to pray. And then he told him, now you didn't listen to me, now you're going to listen to me. Throw the food overboard. They threw it overboard. And then he said, okay, throw all the equipment overboard. And they threw it overboard. And then he said, some of them, they said, well, we're getting in the lifeboats. And don't you know that was the case? When you're in a crisis, people are going wild and they're doing all kinds of things. And Paul said, no, if you stay in the ship, you'll be saved. They cut the lifeboats. So they cut the anchors. They cut the lifeboats. And then it said it was dark. There was no sun. There was no moon. And they prayed for morning to come. And then Paul told him, he said, an angel of the Lord came to me. And he said, the ship will be lost, but we will be saved. And, you know, the evil men on the ship, they still wanted to kill some of the prisoners. When they finally saw ground, they didn't even want them to get to swim to shore. But Paul, he encouraged them. On, in that midst, can you imagine in a hurricane, could you even think straight? If he wouldn't have had his prayer cape on. But he encouraged them. It says he spoke hope over them. And they all swam to shore, and all 276 were saved, and the ship was lost. And in a crisis, or in a situation, pray. Keep your cape on. It may get stained. It may get tear-stained. It may get tattered. But hang on to it for dear life, because you're covered in the blood of Jesus. So we pray in a crisis. First or 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things that we see now will soon be gone. But the things that we cannot see will last forever. So I remember this same youth group, and one night, one of the boys that was just like me, he didn't want to pray out loud. He was refusing to pray out loud in the beginning. He came running into youth group. He was pumped up. He was so excited. He's like, you guys, you've got to hear this story. We're like, okay, okay, okay. And he says, I was in a car accident today. We're like, oh, no. And he says, in the car accident, I began to pray. And he said, I prayed out loud. So he prayed. He was in a car accident. He prayed for everybody. He prayed for everyone involved, and he made it through. I want you to know, he married a children's pastor. 
I want you to know, my friend, she went on, she married a youth pastor. I went on, as you know, I married a pastor. Over half of that youth group are either, two of them are pastors. They're male pastors. One's an executive type pastor. We all, we served the Lord. And that was because we kept our capes on. We prayed. We learned to pray. We had action. We helped to build that youth group. We reached out. So when else do we pray? When do we pray? We pray when someone needs your personal prayer support. You pray when someone you know needs you to pray for them. This is Jesus in Luke 18, 27. He says, what is impossible for people is possible with God. So when someone in your family, someone in your church, someone in your nation, that's when you pray. What about when you know of a prodigal? What's a prodigal? A prodigal is someone who needs to come home to God. That's when you pray. You don't stop. You know, some of your prayers may take decades. I have a friend here and pray for her son for a long time. And just this week, I mean, when I say a long time, I'm thinking like 10 years maybe. A lot of times I pray for him. So haven't heard hiding her hair of him. Nothing. And I got just this week a little uh, private messenger in Instagram, and he said, Hey, how are you? What's going, you know, what's going on? Just a, a generic thing. And I, I sent back, I want you to know I pray for you. I want you to know that, that the church next door is always home. I want you to know how much I love your family. I got a message this morning. And he said, oh, thank you so much for praying with me. And I believe that in my heart too. You don't know. When, you, when do you need to pray? When someone needs to come home to the Lord. I had no idea I would ever, ever get a message from him, but I did. So in a family, in a church, what about when you are at the top? That's when you need to pray. What if you're really successful right now? What if you're making a lot of money? What if you have a ton of friends? What if you have a really nice house in Hilliard? What if you uh, aren't worried about the gas money? What if you are doing really well? If you are at the top, if you, what if you just got a promotion? What if you have enough food to feed your family? What if you are healthy and strong and you go to Power Shack and work out every day? That's when you need to pray because the way up is down. You start on your knees, and if you are happy and if you are successful and if you are joy-filled, don't waste this good time not learning how to pray. This is your time to take it more serious than ever is when you're at the top. Or what if, what if when you need to pray is when you have a need? It says in Philippians 4.17, My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. What do you need right now? It's okay to tell God. He already knows. He He's thinking, he's looking, he's watching, he's waiting. What do you need? What do you need? I ask my friends that a lot, of, a lot of times. It's a great question to ask your friends. I say, how do you feel? What do you need? You know, let's talk about this. You know, what do you really need? 
But tell the Lord. If you have a need, tell the Lord. He is your father. He is a good, good father. He is a provider. And he's either going to give it to you or take away the desire or give you another solution. He's quite creative. He created the aardvark. So if you have a need, that's when you need to pray. I had a friend that needed a personal prayer support. She was stunningly beautiful. She had three little bitty children, and her husband was a physician. She knocked on my door. I had to stop everything I was doing. She was a basket case, came in the house, and tells me he's had an affair. She's got literally kids running around my living room. And I said, let's kneel at the couch. We literally knelt at the couch, and it felt like an eternity. And we prayed. And when we finished praying, she said, I have a very strange peace that's come over my heart. And I said, praise God. And she went home, and he actually returned home that day. We weren't expecting him to return home that day, but he actually returned home that day. She told him what had happened. He repented. This is how I know he repented. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed prayer and God's word so much we covered today. I need you to do me a favor and go to jennifer-jackson.org. There is so much more information for you there at jennifer-jackson.org. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. I have a sister in Christ that you don't want to miss.